Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Monday, October 16th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the House of Representatives nearing that two weeks without a permanent speaker. They're facing that November 17th deadline. That's when that continuing resolution is up. Struggling to replace Kevin McCarthy. We had Steve Scalise who dropped out last week. And now on Friday, the House GOP voted to uh, have Jim Jordan as the nominee. Of course, a subsequent vote showed that 55 Republicans won't support him on the floor. Wait, 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 wait a second here, Casey. What, what? is this? This won't support him stuff. I was told by the establishment we must we must have a speaker because the country will be thrown into chaos mm-hmm. if there's not a speaker. So it almost seems like there only must be a speaker if it's in a chosen person by the establishment because it appears that it's the establishment that is going to per- potentially prevent Jim Jordan from being the speaker. It appears that way, doesn't it? You know why it appears that way? <laughs> because it is. Well, Democrats are now beginning to entertain the notion of uh, helping to enable the Speaker Pro Tempore Patrick McHenry to pass legislation. Well, the, again, these people, the great thing about the establishment, the great thing about liberals, great thing about all these people who are not in it for you, but are in it for themselves and their buddies, is if you make them go long enough, this is why KCI make people play the game. Mm-hmm. People always say, why are you the way that you are? Why do you take the tone that you do? Why do you say the things that you do? Because my goal is to make people play the game for as long as possible. And the more they got to talk and the more they got to engage, the more you get to see who they are. Are. Great example. What I just went through in my own little town. Remember how that started with the budget? Rob Kendall is lying. There's not a tax rate increase. Okay, there's a tax rate increase, but there's not an actual tax increase. Okay, there's a tax increase, but it doesn't really matter. Okay, there's a tax increase. It'll cost you more money, but it's not. You see, when you make people keep (laughs) having to talk Mm -hmm. and this stuff is indefensible and inexcusable, more people see how indefensible and inexcusable these people are. And the establishment wing of the Republican Party. It's not that they are worried about not having a speaker. It's that they're worried about not having the person they want to be speaker. Okay, so two people have endorsed Jim Jordan, Donald Trump, Uh and also Ron DeSantis. Uh DeSantis said he would vote for the Ohioan if he were a member of the House. Does this mean anything? Well, you know my theory, Casey. I don't listen to anyone, and I mean anyone, who had such terrible horrific, awful judgment, Jim Banks, that they supported Kevin McCarthy for speaker. So that includes Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, just like Jim Banks and Bouchon and Office Hopper Aaron Houchin and the rest of the Good Time Fun Gang, not once but twice, Mm -hmm. doubled down on Kevin McCarthy. I don't care at all. I I don't care what Banks thinks. I don't care what Thomas Massey thinks. I don't care what Bouchon thinks. I don't care what Trump thinks. I don't care what any of these people think because when they 
executed judgment the first time it was so horrific why would i care who you want the next time why would i care well it's interesting that you bring up kevin mccarthy because now there are rumblings that he may be back in the race well that seems just about right now look my issue with jim jordan is that he supported kevin mccarthy and Mm -hmm. i would never ever vote for someone who voted for kevin mccarthy why on this show and we had a little back and forth with Micah on this. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a really risky proposition to get rid of, but it was the right thing to do. Why am I the bad guy for being proven correct, Casey? It's always, well, well, okay, you may have been right, but boy, you were just a real jerk about how you went about it. Oh, what was I supposed to do? Get on my knees and go, oh, please, please, please get rid of Kevin McCarthy. Please, he's he's really let the American people down. Please. Uh, people are all wrapped up in their feels. And I, I look, I have major, major, major pause about Jim Jordan, but I don't think anybody would dispute Jim Jordan would be markedly better than Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Well, by that scenario, you're talking about only half a dozen people could be Speaker of the House then. Sure. If you want to go with somebody who's never voted for Kevin McCarthy. Don't threaten me with a good time. Okay. Because you know my theory, Casey, these people could disappear for six months and the country would be in a much better position if there just was no active government. Because when does government ever, ever do something and we go... Man, that worked out great. I'm so <laughs> glad the government was there to, to help us or save us. So there are a few other names that are now being thrown around. One is the Republican Study Committee Chair, Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma. He expressed interest in the job, but then he also said, he he, he did one of these, I pick me, I want the job. No. Okay, well then let's go with Jim Jordan. Uh, there's another one, Tom Emmer. He's from Minnesota, and he's the third-ranking House Republican. And he initially backs Galise, and now he's saying, "Pick me. I'm available." Now, I'm going to say this with the following caveat: that you would need a full vetting on where he is to the extent he is willing to shut the government down to fix the issue. But, and and I say this. You knowing I have major reservations about this person and major things that he did while governor that give me pause. One person that I think, because the issue that is nearest and dearest to him is spending, Mm -hmm. and I think he would do a good job on that, that would be worthy of consideration. Again, you'd have to vet him out. You'd have to find out, are you willing to shut down the government? How far are you willing to go? I think Mitch Daniels is an interesting Mm -hmm. person. I get it. Daniels has a lot of things where people go, no, no way. He's not a Trump person, whatever. But on spending, I think he is at least worth a guy like like that. A guy like that is at least outside of the house worthy of starting a conversation because spending is the issue. And if you were convinced Mitch Daniels would be as resolute on spending as he has professed to be his entire life, then that to me is worth a conversation because that is the that is the issue. Spending and the growth of the federal government is the issue. Okay, so Matt Gates says that Jim Jordan is the speaker designate and is being repeatedly blocked by the swamp. I've got to share with you some troubling news that we just learned. After having elected Jim Jordan of Ohio, the House Speaker designate on Friday, we took Saturday off, we're taking today off, 
And I've just learned that pro tem Patrick McHenry will now ensure that we take Monday off and we don't vote. I am here in Washington. We are meeting with our colleagues. Uh, my colleague Corey Mills came back from Israel where he was engaging in harrowing rescues to be here to elect Jim Jordan for speaker. But what the swamp is trying to do, they're trying to delay a vote for Jim Jordan because they know he is not beholden to the lobbyists and special interests here. So I'm in this interview with you to turn up the heat on Patrick McHenry and any Republican who would try to delay a floor vote on Jim Jordan. If they don't want to vote for him, let him do it in public. I'm tired of these closed door private struggle sessions that House Republicans have been having. Instead, we need to move to the vote and let the chips fall where they may. Okay, so you've got four Democrats who are proposing to expand the Speaker pro tempore's authorities. So what does that mean? It means they give him like 15-day increments where every two weeks they extend his authority, which means that he could propose government funding bills and aid packages for Ukraine and Israel. Yeah, this seems like a very Republican thing to do. You know who uh, really is annoying and obnoxious, Casey? Who, Rob? <laughs> Victoria Sparks. Oh my gosh, is this lady just the most insufferable person you've ever seen or heard? Okay, so she's uh, souring on her support for Jim Jordan. So let's too. remind everybody what Victoria Sparks did during the McCarthy debacle. Mm-hmm. She voted present. present. She didn't vote against. She voted present. She gives this big old speech about how basically she didn't say it like this, but what she was trying to get people to think is I'm against McCarthy, but she's such at her core, an actual establishment stooge that she won't vote against him. She votes present, then backs McCarthy Mm -hmm. when they were voting to get rid of McCarthy. So think about this. Not only did she not vote against McCarthy the first time, she consents to McCarthy's governance after days after she'd gone on with Tony Katz and given some bizarre psycho babble interview, which Look, I get that she's hard to understand anyway, but I was driving home saying, I'm about as informed on this stuff as anybody, and I have no idea where this woman is or what she's trying to say. Mm-hmm. So then, so she's, she has twice essentially confirmed McCarthy based on present and yes, then comes out, and here is her statement, this is according to Abdul, mm-hmm. that she gave on, I guess this would be Friday. Casey, does this make any sense to you? I'm just going to read you the first part of it. Today, I voted to support Jim Jordan for speaker. He is a great American with strong conservative values. Straightforward enough, right? Yep. But, but I am not sure if he is truly the independent thinker and visionary leader we need to deliver for the American people. So he is a strong conservative <laughs> on one hand, but not an independent thinker and a good leader on the other. Uh, she is... Just quit. Just <laughs> well, do it. Well, that's what she's threatening well, to do. Well, just do it, Victoria. Just, she, that, that is that is is that not the most incoherent statement imaginable? In in the most incoherent sentence. It's a very backhanded compliment, isn't it? He's uh, a strong conservative. So why did but... you why did you vote for him? If you don't intend to vote for him the next time, mm-hmm. this is about her. This is about camera time for her. This is about seeing her mug on the television. And I'm sick of it. Go away. You clearly cannot form a coherent thought or co- coherent sentences. You have no uh, 
train of thought that makes any sense to logical people. Just go away and let someone else have it and just follow through on your empty threat to quit. She said she's going to assess today if Jim Jordan is the right person and if he'll be held accountable to the same standard that Kevin McCarthy was or if he's just another puppet for the swamp. Casey, let's play a game, all right? Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. All right, you're going to be the questionnaire. I'm going to be a member of Congress, okay? Okay. Ask me the following question. <laughs> Rob, do you, do you intend to vote for Kevin McCarthy to be, or do you intend to vote for Jim Jordan to be Speaker of the House? Rob, do you intend to vote for Jim Jordan to be Speaker of the House? No, absolutely not, Casey. He showed horrific judgment when he supported Kevin McCarthy 15 consecutive times and voted to save McKevin, Kevin McCarthy. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Boy, that was <laughs> tough, wasn't it? She also said they were very disappointed they were sent home without reconciling the issue, which I find horrible as well. Like they had all day Friday, they had the weekend, and Monday rolls around. They're not voting today. But, more more backdoor deals. But this is just let this is how we started the segment. Let people keep talking and they will tell you who they are. And the establishment Republicans are telling you that it doesn't really matter whether I'm telling you right now. You can't see me, of course, today because our cameras are not working mm-hmm. on the YouTube uh, feed. You can hear us, uh, but you can't see us. But I am telling you right now, <laughs> these people don't care about if there is actually a speaker or, an, speaker or not. They care about whether the speaker is someone they want in the office. It is 18 after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, 21 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the IDF has announced that they will be evacuating 28 communities along the northern border with Lebanon. This is about uh, a mile and a half away from the border where some of these northern Israeli residents live, and they're being evacuated to state-funded guest houses. So that means now that uh, the Israelis are going to be fighting this war on two fronts, the yeah. north and the south. So Jake Sullivan, he's a national security advisor was on one of the weekend talk shows and this was kind of alarming to me Casey Mm -hmm. he is refusing to rule out deal making with Hamas one senior political operative with Hamas floated the possibility a few days ago of a potential prisoner swap with the US for the release of hostages Would, would the US entertain that we have not uh, looked at, at that, that. We have not heard from them something like that. That's not something that is currently under active discussion. It has not been proposed. What we are focused on instead, as I said before, are pursuing avenues with third countries for release. I'm not going to get into the details of what that might look like, again, to protect those channels in hopes that they can bear some fruit. Uh, but. I will say that President Biden has shown over the course of the past few years that he will make hard decisions to get American uh, hostages home. He'll, uh, Biden will make hard decisions to get hostages home. Yes, like trading the merchant for, uh, uh, of yes. death for Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner. <laughs> oh. He didn't say good decisions. He just said hard ones. Yes. Well, apparently the going rate now is $1 billion per hostage. Uh, you're right. So speaking of giving away money and $1 billion per hostage, John Kirby, who's a Biden spokesman, he was on Fox News over the weekend. I think he was on the Fox Sunday show. Mm-hmm. And listen to how sketchy he gets on Iran's $6 billion and their access to it. 
Can you do that? Is there actually a string attached somewhere? And if not, why not? Why would we open up $6 billion to them without some kind of strings to pull it back if in a situation like this? So not a dime has been spent. Correct. Not a dime has been accessed. The Iranian regime never gets it. The money was never frozen when it was in South Korea any more than it was frozen when it got to Qatar. And it was part of a series of accounts set up by the Trump administration. There was no hue and cry back then when Secretary Pompeo announced these accounts and that the Iranians spent down billions of dollars from the other accounts for what was supposed to be humanitarian purposes, but we don't really know. None of that, we can't account for that. I can only account for that $6 billion, and it's all still in Qatar. None of it has been accessed, and we're watching it Will like a hawk. Will they ever be able to access it? Is it truly that, that you can refreeze it, in essence, or whatever terminology you'd like to use so they don't have access to it? They, they have not accessed it. We, we are watching that, it. We're they? watching it like a hawk, Shannon. I'm, I'm telling you that, that we are keeping tabs on every single dime of that. None of it is accessed by the Iranians. And even if it was, even if it was, it would go to vendors that we approve to, to buy buy food, water, medicine, and ship it in uh, to Iran, right to the Iranian people through humanitarian aid organizations. The regime never, never sees it. Yeah, so Kirby's next job is going to be on Dancing with the Stars as he's tap dancing and sidestepping <laughs> around all of those questions. He mentioned that the money would only go to vendors that we approve. Oh. Yeah, because you know those vendors are going to be completely on the up and up. And by the way, why do we have it in a bank in Qatar when the leaders of Hamas all have palaces in Qatar? That's where they live. I, I just, I love that they're like, yeah, we're the government. We're going to keep a real eye on, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to keep a real eye on this. So, so he got asked a follow-up question about uh, you know the mass illegal immigration that's taken place in this country uh, over the past two and a half years under Biden. And now, Casey, now they're very concerned about it. Let me ask you about the southern border, because obviously the chaos there, the openness, you can argue about that, but I mean, record numbers of people showing up there, record numbers of people who are either on a terror list or associated with somebody who is a family member, an associate. We're at record numbers for those. How worried are you as somebody who is, your job is national security, that we have an issue there with somebody who would be a bad actor, a copycat, or a terrorist cell? We're, we're, we're concerned about the potential spillover from the war against Hamas uh, in terms of domestic security. That's why days ago, I mean, within a day or two of the attacks, the president ordered the team, the national security team uh, and the Department of Homeland Security to work with state and local authorities to make sure that we have the intel picture in place to be able to identify and potentially disrupt any domestic terror threat as a result of, uh, of what's going on uh, against uh, Hamas. And I will tell you that even as we were speaking here this morning, we simply don't have any specific credible threat to speak to. But that doesn't mean we're not looking very, very hard. OK, so now they're concerned. But. Not concerned enough to do anything right. about it. Yeah, yeah. Right. No. I mean, you know, we're just going to keep on doing what we're doing. But you stay vigilant. Okay? <laughs> this is on you now. We told you to stay vigilant. All right. Voicemails coming up next. Yep. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... Wait. I know. Wait. This Do it. Oh. No. Yes. All right, fine. <laughs> so, so I actually applied for an exemption from something that... Uh, that we have to do here at work. Um, we have to take the, uh, 
What's it called? I don't know. What are you doing? Is that sexual harassment training? It's, it's DEI training? It's diver- some what, sort of. What is it? I have to. We have to watch this thing. It's like and an then, hour and a half. It's too. an hour and a half. <laughs> and here's the thing. Yeah. I applied for an exemption because I said, look, my best friend is a black Muslim mm-hmm. and my wife is Hispanic mm-hmm. and I work with a woman. Yeah. I think I've got the diversity thing covered. Yeah. Yeah. I think I practice it mm-hmm. and understanding others and different cultures sure. and backgrounds. Uh, but that apparently either got lost in the mail or something because I didn't get a, okay, you, you've lived a pretty diverse life here, buddy. Uh, yeah. You're fine. So uh, I have to go to my other job mm-hmm. when I get off here. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to take the, the <laughs> harassment trip. <laughs> While we're on the in, air, in the <laughs> it's nice. Every commercial break, it's the it's the video and so, the lady. So my question is, am I allowed to disagree with anything they say? In the- <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you are. <laughs> but you're disagreeing too. Well, you know, <laughs> and you're the woman. I just expect you to be on your best behavior now, Rob. Are you learning anything? <laughs> Are you? Are you? Are you learning anything? I looked at Casey and I, I just said, "How do we even have jobs?" <laughs> well, I don't know. According to part of that video, you don't even really need to show up. I'm, I, just, I don't know. I don't, I don't look, know. I, I come at it from, and obviously, Casey was in management for years and years and years, and I come at it as somebody who has owned multiple businesses. I find things interesting sometimes, and then we have very uh, <laughs> passionate discussions. <laughs> the show would be so much more fun if we could play part of that on the air. I think sometimes there's the way the world should work mm-hmm. and like the way it actually does, does work. work. Yes. <laughs> and they're not always on the same but page. But I am I'm completing this as mm-hmm. I have for every other uh, training mm-hmm. that uh, I've been asked of me, and I will mm-hmm. no doubt ace it with all. All the sure correct answers. And I just, I did think, given the fact that I live, you know, in terms of the people I surround myself with, mm-hmm. I think I could say the most diverse lifestyle of mm-hmm. anybody here in, you know, on our on our floor. I just thought maybe I'd get some sort of exemption, but I, apparently I, I do need to know more. Is there a quiz at the end of it? I think so. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to expect I've been it. paying very close attention. Yes, an A-plus from you. It is 1035, the phone number 317-684-8444. It's time to hear from you and your voicemails and the Colts played yesterday. Somebody called and wanted to talk about sports. Hey, I know sports is never usually talked about on this hotline, but uh, the Colts today at halftime, the reporter had the Colts coach say, "We need to re- we need to establish our running game." Well, you didn't even try to let me go off the rails. You didn't even try to establish a running game in the first half. <laughs> well, that was uh uplifting yeah that was terrible yesterday wasn't it i mean that was uh did you did you and and your husband did you watch the ball game i caught a minute of it gardner Minshew. yeah Minshew mania he looks like the sort of guy you would find very attractive because you love that notre dame guy and Minshew is like notre dame guy but with longer hair let me just tell you about the whole notre dame thing yeah. and i now finally understand what is going on with all of these nfl fans who are upset about all of the attention that taylor swift oh, yeah. is getting uh-huh. because now it's happening with sam hart 
Hartman and uh, Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. So Sam Hartman is the very well well assembled quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I'll say this: he's a, he's a fine looking fella. He is. He looks like um, he looks like a Disney prince. He, you know who he looks like? He looks like, and you're gonna love this. Yeah. He looks like a better looking, younger version of Bertie Higgins, who did the Key Largo song. <laughs> That's exactly. I'm gonna tell you during the break. Put mm-hmm. these two guys yeah. up next to each other: Bertie Higgins during Key Largo and Sam Hartman, and you're gonna see they're the same guy. Okay, and Marcus Freeman is the head coach at Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, that's right. And so now all of these women are coming out of the mm-hmm. woodwork saying how attractive they are. And now I keep thinking, uh, step off, because I've been a Notre Dame fan for decades. And now I understand why all of these people are upset about the hype yeah. around Taylor Swift. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, where where you been? And most importantly, how did you feel about Notre Dame winning that meaningless game? <laughs> how did you feel? I, I was happy for them. The students went crazy. They ran on the field. Yeah, it's kind of unprofessional, isn't it? Like, you're yeah, Notre Dame. No, you're not. They at, were having fun. No, see, Casey, this is your, you're being a mom now. They were having fun. And what fun. I mean by this is you're Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. You're not Akron. You're not Jack. Jackson State, you're not Ball State. You should beating USC is something we should expect to do. And it's not like they're the number one team either. Well, they were ranked tenth. So oh, if, oh, they were ranked. Well, 10th. I think. Well, okay. After Notre Dame's horrible, you know, game. Two weeks ago, <laughs> they needed to redeem themselves, uh, which that, they kind of did. I think that's kind of embarrassing when you're a blue blood program and. You storm the court mm-hmm. or the field mm-hmm. for beating someone who is supposed to be your kind of your rival. Did you see the green pom poms that they had in the stands? Uh, no, I was at that IFI thing with Micah most oh, of the right. night. Okay, so they passed out green pom poms at Notre Dame, which I think is a step in the right direction because it's normally a very quiet and buttoned up stadium. They're finally like, let's have some fun. Let me tell you about what happened to me on Saturday. Are you ready for this, Casey? <laughs> yeah, what happened so to I you? So I had a pretty good, you know, little thing. I asked, you know, my dad if, uh, you know, he could just text me updates during the ball game mm-hmm. because I was concentrating. You weren't live streaming it at your well, table? Well, I was trying to, and then my <laughs> wife kept like, you know, taking her fist and jamming it into my yeah. kidney. Yeah. Pay attention, Rob. Yeah. We already interviewed this guy. with Sam Brownback was the speaker. And then there was a prolonged thing where I didn't get updates. And then the next thing I check, it's like mm-hmm. Notre Dame is winning. And then I'm driving home. And then there's a big comeback. Mm-hmm. And then I get home. And then USC just quit playing at the end of the ball game. So I missed 75% of the game. Mm-hmm. It was a good game. I'm sorry. <laughs> you you were dressed up and doing something I else was instead. Ju- and, here is, and here is what I told Gabrielle, because she is really, that's kind of her deal. She wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I told her, I said, I asked you to go to this, and I told Micah this up front. I said, I asked you to go to this because they lost that game last week. Had Notre Dame been a top 10 team with one loss, and that game would have been for national you, title you implications. Wouldn't have been going. We would not, we would, we would have politely declined mm-hmm. the invitation. Okay, well, back to the Colts, though. They did not do very well. Uh, 37 to 20. Yeah, Let's good. see. Uh, Minshew turned the ball over four times. Resulted in good. 17 points for the Jaguars. So uh, thank you for the sports phone call. That's a nice uh, distraction from <laughs> politics. But let's go back into politics. And Rob, somebody called and they agree with you about what is going on in Brownsburg with the Aquatic oh! Center. Rob, you are absolutely 100% correct to push back against that pool and Aquatic Center that Brownsburg wants to build. If they do anything like they did in Plainfield, you want to talk about absolute 
abuse of the taxpayer's money. Inside that facility, they have a huge Olympic-sized pool that can be used year-round. But it's scheduled. It's only like 90 minutes in the morning. You could actually swim lanes. You know, as a real swimmer, uh, an hour in the afternoon and two hours, you know, after 6 p.m. The other times, there's either nothing being done in it, or there's a handful of gray-haired old ladies bobbing up and down like toddlers. That pool is extremely expensive. To maintain it is extremely expensive. And not to mention the extra moisture in the building, the electric, the whole thing costs a lot of money. But yet they're intentionally keeping it from being used to its potential. That is a mystery. But, you know, like you say, the government here, the city governments, the state government, all of it, they're just, it's insanity. Anyway, fight them. Uh, government, across the board, uh, you have a couple things going on here, and we've talked about this, especially at the local level. I mean, there are some just genuinely really stupid people who are in local government um, as elected officials. I mean, really, really, really low IQ people. And you also have very, 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 very weak people in local governments who get into it because they want to be liked. They, like, they want to go to a chamber lunch and people come up and talk to them. They're losers in life who found a way to, to garner some some level of importance, and that is I'm going to be on my town or city board or whatever, and they have recognized that I can take other people's stuff that I didn't earn, and I can use it to better my own lot in life that I could not achieve of my own merit. So, I mean, we see it in Noblesville with this stupid uh, arena for a minor league basketball team. You're seeing it in Fishers with the the hockey arena. I mean, how many times have we done renovations to the the, the fairgrounds arena? I mean, you see the, the look at the disaster that is Grand Park. I mean, Westfield got into that. They've tr- they're trying to sell the thing now. But these people in these elected positions simply don't care because it's not their money. And quite frankly, look, I'm being very very honest about this. The people who are against these things are not nearly nasty enough. Now, I'm not saying go commit a crime. I'm not telling you to be violent. I'm not telling you to break any applicable laws. You people are way too nice to these people who know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. If you look at the thing in in Brownsburg where I'm at, and I hope, I think Thursday, because Thursday is when they've scheduled this community meeting, Look at what they're doing with that. Your public input. Your public, your public input meeting, which there's no details on it yet. Mm-hmm. There's no, are you going to be allowed to speak? Are we going to let everybody stand up and say their piece? There's no financials. I'm told they're still not going to reveal the financials on this. They gave you one week notice mm-hmm. and everybody's out on fall break who has kids. So they they won't be able to, that's by design. That is sh- shady, anti-transparent, deceptive behavior. Now, I think... Casey, maybe, mm-hmm. because that's how they want to play. You know my theory. I don't get mad. I get even. I think on Thursday, we're going to have a former council member who was there two years ago when they initially pitched the pool idea, then suddenly shelved it and provided no information because he's got the details on the finances on okay. that. And um, nothing, nothing, uh, hell hath no fury like a, a former councilman scorned. scorned. <laughs> and he's going to tell you how to yeah. s- hopefully tell our audience how deceptive. This is where I live, but it's happening where you are probably too. I use where I live because I'm, you know, 
familiar with all of it and I can use it to hopefully motivate you to be involved in your community. These local governments, as bad as the state is, these local governments are 100 times worse and you just have really, really, really stupid, weak people making terrible choices. All right, one last phone call before Hammer joins us and uh, somebody is making a request of you, Rob. Hello, this is just a request. If Rob could possibly (laughs) stop referring to the state to the west of us as Illinois. Uh It's Illinois. Oh. And he should have learned this in grade school. Uh And it's just hard to take somebody seriously with any credibility Uh that can't even pronounce the name of the state. Illinois. Wait for it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Love your show. There we go. Loves the show, though. <laughs> it is Kendall and Casey. It, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Just imagine. Yeah. Like, all the stuff that we do on a daily basis, mm-hmm. no one does more to point out how corrupt and awful and terrible the government is that are just ramming just levels of just awful down your throat on a consistent basis. And that guy's worried about how you and say Illinois. And he's hung up on that. <laughs> well, <laughs> Illinois... <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you know, I said this to some guy yesterday. All of these people really should, with all these ideas and great orators of the English language, they really should get their own radio shows, Casey, mm-hmm. because no doubt, as poor as I perform, notice it's never about you. They're never mad at you. They're always mad at me. So I'm clearly dragging everything down here. <laughs> as poor as I do on a consistent basis, they could no doubt just blow us out of the water. I mean, I am just clearly, I mean, pay no attention to the ratings and the fact that we're number one in the key demos, and you know, et cetera. But clearly we have just, I am a terrible uh, dictator of the English language, uh, just just terrible takes on things, uh, just totally out of the mainstream on so much, Casey, that I have no idea why these people who could do it so much better don't just get their own highly rated radio show. They would just blow the doors off the city. He had to dig deep to get something (laughs) to rip on you about. I'll get him. (laughs) But I loved how he ended it with, love the show, so you pronounce it however you want. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, 1051. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. So you got a lot of problems with some people? So it was an up and down weekend on my betting yeah. card, right? Yeah. So we lost the Degenerate Special. And I hate losing that one because I put a lot of time and energy into it. And man, we weren't even close. Yeah. Like we had the one of the best offenses in the country in yeah. Toledo, one of the worst defenses in Ball State. And all of a sudden, it turned out to be a game from the Big Ten West. Like one touchdown total. So, total stinker. We missed that one. We nailed the best college bet, which was the Tennessee Vols. Yep, thank you. We got the best NFL bet, which was the Cincinnati Bengals. Thank you. Yep. And I should have got the Patriots and Raiders right. Yeah, you should have. You got a raw deal with that. I've never lost a bet that way. There was only one way I was going to lose that bet, Casey, and that's if the Patriots give up a safety Mm -hmm. in the closing seconds. Mm -hmm. Because even if they go forward on fourth down and they don't get it, Raiders take over, they take a knee, ball game's over. They're not going to kick the field goal. Absolutely. 
So Mac Jones <laughs> gives up a freaking safety. Yeah, that was bad for you. In the closing seconds, and that screws up the spread. Yeah. I went from winning with the point mm-hmm. spread to losing because of Mac Jones. He has now joined a list yeah. of people who are dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> You've got who else is on that? Well, list? here's what's crazy, Casey. The guy who's dead to Hammer is mm-hmm. also dead to me, but for very different reasons. Okay. Same guy. Former Chicago Bears coach Lovey Smith. Okay. Uh, yeah. There it is. N- number of years ago in Vegas, long before sports betting was legal in the great state of Indiana, I'd go out to Vegas and I'd put a big sum of money on a game. This is when the Bears defense was yeah. lights out. Mm-hmm. Brian Urlacher mm-hmm. and all these guys. Lance Briggs, yeah. Lance Briggs. And they were winning the game. And all I needed was the Vikings to not score score a garbage touchdown in the closing mm-hmm. minutes, yep. and my toes are tapping. We're talking about big money here, because I used to bet real big. Mm-hmm. And Lovey Smith just allowed the Vikings to score, like kept the starters in, but just made them stand up. Mm-hmm. So the Vikings score, and then they don't get the onside kick game over. No pride, no defense, yep. and Lovey Smith joined the dead to me last <laughs> yeah, night. Okay, good. Lovey Smith and Mac Jones, both dead to you. Okay, real quick, you and I got into this conversation over the weekend because I found a clip of something that was on, I guess, ESPN back in the 80s. There was actual professional putt-putting. That yes. went on. It, it was like a TV thing, and they're wearing golf attire, and these guys are like announcers, and there's crowds. And you told me you were taking home prizes and money from people at a local putt putt course in the 90s. When I was a teenager, probably 15, 16 years old, around that time, couple years, I won multiple putt putt tournaments at the Southport Putt Putt. Yeah. It's no longer with us over there, but it was next to the Dairy Queen, not too far from Long's uh-huh. Donuts. And every Tuesday, they would have putt-putt tournaments. And, you know, we'd go there during the daytime and screw around. We thought, you know what? Let's get in the tournament. Yeah. And I got third place in one of them, and I got a bunch of free games. I was like, okay, that's awesome. And so we kept going back, and I ended up winning two of them. Wow. And the people that would show up take this super seriously. (laughs) There were grown-ass men in their 40s and 50s bringing their own professional putters and real golf balls (laughs) to the Southport putt-putt. And I took pride in beating them with the house set. The little plastic Uh, one, uh, the red and orange ball. I took pride in beating those dudes with that. I love some guys lining up a Titleist at the... (laughs) He's got a cigarette, you know, a heater hanging out of his mouth. It's like the final green of Augusta. And I used to dust those dudes. What's the purse on something like that? So you either can get a trophy or like (laughs) 50 free games. And I always took the free games. I bet you wish you'd taken the trophy now, don't you? No way. What's coming up this no afternoon? Way. Think about how with the value of having a putt-putt championship trophy. I used to go a lot, man. There wasn't a lot to do during the daytime. What is happening today? Monday gun day with Guy Relford. Uh, shocker, Nigel's not here, oh. so Tony Kennett's in. <laughs> Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.